to live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is Articles of News. I know you're thinking, wait, didn't you just do an Articles of News earlier this week? Yes, the answer is yes. But did we also do three episodes since then? Yes, as we highlight uh, several of our podcast friends from the podcast space. Grateful that everyone is here and has found their way to the Cultural Hall. Uh, Come on, everybody, scooch in. Would you mind scooching in a little bit? We need to make room for the visitors. Uh, Get everyone on the outside. Move towards the inside, please. Uh, (laughs) Isn't that how you feel? I'm joined by Mr. Mayor. No brother Kyle this week. I know. Uh, Well, that's okay. We got him last week. Well, and, and it's just as well because... First thing out of the gate, hot off of the review presses, you know, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts for the Cultural Hall. And well, well, Mr. Mayor, it's been a long time since we've not gotten a five-star review. Oh. Three stars. Three stars for this review. Yep. Yep. I would encourage people to drown out... The horrible noise that this three-star review. Did they give is. a reason, or did it, it just the three-star review? Oh no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly why. But I want to encourage people to drown it out. You can go to uh, Apple Podcasts if that's where you get this. Uh, you can if you've never left a review before, give us the five stars and say, you know what, bollocks to that guy or girl. This is what they said. It says, "Brother Kyle, three stars." <laughs> <laughs> then it says. The podcast can be interesting at times. So first of all, I know, okay, this person is not a lifer, certainly, or a convert probably either, because lifers are people that have listened to every numbered episode of the Cultural Hall, you know, the 520-something episodes that have occurred before now. Uh, That's one thing. But then, two, uh, they they have not called it a uh, show available in podcast form. Uh, not a convert, so uh, this podcast can be interesting at times, is what this person says. And then it goes on. But whenever Kyle is speaking, it's very self-indulgent, and he's hard to listen to. He doesn't really have a voice for podcasting. I'm a fairly new listener, but I'll probably skip those episodes in the future. Now, here- What's funny is, is that's the- Kyle's one of the favorites. Yeah. Yes. Crowd favorite, Brother Kyle. And I wonder, I wonder if this individual would be saying that if they knew that Kyle is getting therapy to be able to speak clearly still. And would this person have given this review if they would have known just a couple of months ago that Kyle thought that he had ALS and was dying? So I've I've got to think it's a new it's a newbie. I think they listened to a very little amount and struggled with it. And, you know, just it prob- probably found one episode that they liked and and thank you. And uh, and and, hope- and that person, maybe they don't like articles of news, maybe articles of news are not for them. So just uh, go to the other ones. It, Richie, even though he's sitting there in front of me, he's one of the best interviewers out there. Oh, stop. You're kind. Uh, it, it is interesting, though. My my uh, my wife, my dear sweet missus, just last evening was asking me, which do you think people like more? Do you think they like the interview episodes or do they like the uh, the news episodes? Numbers would tell me that they like them both equally. Uh, but I think reflected probably more often than not is well, I was about to say news, but actually, I don't think so. I think it's probably 50 50. I'll tell you what, how I, I roll. I uh. 
I take, tend to listen to the articles and news almost the minute they come out, first of all, because it's kind of news, but also they're kind of fun. They're kind of light. I can just kind of, you know, put them on and I don't have to really think deeply about them. Sometimes, sometimes I get surprised on the articles, but they're a lighter, they're a lighter fare. And then um, I'll tend to hold a bunch in, ba- you know, in, you know, in a queue, maybe it'll be like five. And then I'll like when I'm mowing the lawn or something, when I can really focus on it, when I'm not doing anything else. And I'm just, that's when I'll do the other episodes where I can really listen. And so maybe that uh, people are like me, like, Hey, I really like the Richard Turley episodes or, or, or any, any of those like Susan Madsen or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. And there you dive right into those. You kind of have to kind of really engage that episode. And then there's the articles and news episodes. So it might be a little bit of of that where people like, I like this sometimes and I like that another other times. Worth noting that if you want to get all of the episodes, you want to be a lifer or you want to catch up on the old back row catalog, you can become a Patreon saint by going to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. We make it easier now more than ever to be able to listen to those old episodes and I know uh, one of our Patreon saints, uh, Brother Brent, you hear him shouted out at the end of each episode because he is a celestial supporter. Uh, he is going back through the catalog. Uh, there's a blog that is posted this week about his top 10 of the uh, first 100 episodes. And, and he found the first instance of you saying show in podcast form. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you have that in front of you? I will find it. Um, so let me I tell let me tell you yeah pull that up because I'll tell you what I love about him going back through the old catalog. He will send me emails like the one I got from him today that the subject line says, "Oh my gosh, seriously!" And I never know what episode he's talking about or you know what he's referencing or he'll make a, an offhand comment about something within an episode where he's now in the early one hundreds. That's that's at least eight years ago. And so I have to read, to, and he explains always in his emails, but I always have to be like, now what is he? Oh, oh. But I like that his that his email ends with, okay, rant over. So he, he recognizes that he is ranting. Let's now, did he see. find the first instance of a show in podcast form? He did, and it was, it's 103. Now, people may wonder about this because boom, 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 boom. lots of people have podcasts. 120. Uh, 120. Episode was, 120. Was the first episode. Uh, lots of people have podcasts, right? You just record a thing, you put it up on the internet, boom, you got a podcast. Uh, but the reason why it's a show available in podcast form is because it's also on the radio. Several different places, southern Utah, both Cedar City and St. George. For a short time, it was available in middle-slash-eastern Utah. So there's that. There, It may be coming to a radio near you in the Salt Lake, uh, Utah davis weber county area who knows but that is why it is a show in podcast form and the fact that you say that makes it just awesome and fun yeah yeah (laughs) because then you know you're on the inside joke so if you say podcast you go oh that's a newbie listener now uh mr mayor uh you are an author of a christmas book in the in the midst of a second uh book yes a sequel of sorts how is that going uh i've hit a little uh writer's block i want to call it writer's block i hit a point where i realized i've got to like flesh out and plan out some some of these characters and and i'm not a big outliner when it comes to writing Mm -hmm. um but i'm also not someone who just writes 
like by the seat of their pants, they call them a pantser. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not like that. So I kind of have a, I kind of have to plan enough out so that I have a structure to build around and then I can just kind of write through. So I've realized I, there's some areas I need to build that structure out. So I'm kind of on a pause right now as I'm building that out. I doubt I'll have it finished by the end of the year at this point. Um, but I'll, I'm, I'm looking at next year. Yeah. So when you talk about your writing, it sounds like you're kind of a planter. Is that right? A planter. Yeah. 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 I'm a planter. And I want, for anyone that's curious, uh, planters in a shed near my house, which will be a joke to two people. <laughs> and it's worth it for me, for those two people that heard that and go, I know what he's referencing to everyone else. I don't care. It, it was worth it for me to say planters in a shed by my, near my house. How are things down in Texas with everything opening up? Take off the masks, oh, yeehaw. Good. I mean, I live in, you know, an area where people mostly are still wearing masks. Vaccinations are hitting about 50% of those who can have them. Pretty good. I, we, we went back. We're going back to church for two hours this Sunday. So really, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is. Yeah, so this, this last Sunday was the last week we did, you know, we'll sacrament meeting, Zoom. Uh, we always do the web webcast, and of course, I'm the technical guy. I do all the webcasting for the ward, and then we always did the Zoom for Sunday school or priesthood or relief society. That's gone away as of this Sunday. We are we were still would do webcast the sacrament meeting, but all the second hour will be in person. So we'll so there will be no mean hours. there will be no means necessary or made. Uh, available to do Sunday school online? No, not not my stake. Uh, so what I'm uh, I'm going to miss that as I'm the ward mission leader. There's some element of getting investigators to be able to. That's a nice thing to do. just join this Zoom meeting, right? right. So we're right. going to be starting up a Bible study that'll happen on like Wednesday nights at seven thirty, and it's just it'll just be so that missionaries can have have a place to bring investigators, so we can have a conversation without them coming for the first time so they, sure. they feel like they know someone so yeah yeah that's cool will you call it bible study we'll call it like a gospel principles or what what will that be we'll call it bible study because we never know uh it, i mean we we might drive investigators they literally just met on the street and we did we always want to be kind of sensitive to their understanding and context of things like book of mormon and things like that like we love the book of mormon but if someone doesn't have context and understand it it, it it's a little it's a little too premature to just throw throw them into that, right? So nice. we'll keep it Bible study. How's the work going in Texas? Good. Yeah, do, doing really well. Yep, every, everything's good. I've been I've been home for two years uh, for a year and a half, or not quite a year and a half. It's a little over a year. I get feels you, like a year and a half. You were speaking of work, and I guess I was mentioning the work, the proper. Oh, work. the work, the work. The How is the work? work? How is the work? Good. I mean, uh, it, it's it's been fun watching the missionaries kind of pivot, and also there's been little little bobbles here and there. Like I got, I got a a, 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 a on a social media group. I got uh, reached out to reached out to. That's good grammar. Yeah, good for, for you. Are you a writer? Good. For me. good I'm a writer. I got reached out to. <laughs> yeah, someone reached so, out to you. Okay, someone reached out to me, and um, and they were like, "Hey, um, I think." these elders on this group are getting a little too like bait and switchy. And so we had to solve some of those things, but that's kind of the nature of, of changing everything the way these elders have done anything and sisters have done anything for the last hundred years. Right. And now they can, they, the last year they've been doing all this social media stuff, which has been wonderful, but there's learning curves. So, but the cool thing is the elders have always addressed them. 
you bring up an issue, they, they, they deal with it and we don't have any repeat offenders when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it's been good. Do they do things like, how would you like eternal life? Click here. Like, is it that kind of bait? And switch no, stuff? it's more like, Oh, you, your hair looks nice in this picture. And then it like turns into, Oh, would you like to have a scripture? You know, that kind of stuff. It's like <laughs> really, really means that was the stuff that was reported to me. And it's like, okay, that maybe you need to be a little bit more upfront about who you are and what's going on. You know, that kind of sure, thing. Sure. 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 I, I like along with it, and I'm not sure how the missionaries in Texas have been. I've certainly seen the missionaries out of California doing like, you know, the uh, the Fleetwood Mac TikTok and the, uh, you know, you've got the Star Wars video that they did down in San Diego and some of that stuff. Uh, I, I love that, too, because then I just wonder what the approach is like. Like you share that movie, that movie or that TikTok or whatever, and people are like, hey, I like that click. Right. And then. <laughs> the re- the reach out is like, hey, so if you like Star Wars, we like Star Wars. How about, you know, how about the Book of Mormon? It makes you think of an old uh, radio show that you used to be part of where they did uh, things in space with space elders. Space elders. elders. That was awesome. That's one of yeah. my favorite things. Yeah, but like, but where do you go from that, right? Like, they're great. They're creative videos. I love it. They're Oh, yeah, you know, and they... I, it's fun to watch these elders in my area. They've had very creative elders doing videos and and very touching videos and heartfelt videos and and fun videos and funny videos. They been it's I was like, what if on if you got called onto your mission and and about halfway through all of a sudden all you could do was social media and like you became a videographer creating content. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what happened last year. It was a really strange year and and they. they they turned into a bunch of content creators for, for the church, for, you know, the rest of their missions. And I think things are opening back up now, but, but I mean, there was a time when the elders in my ward, they had a, it set up in our gym and it was like a set. It was like a race. It's like a show set. Awesome. Cause they would do like these, these, these gospel studies, not gospel studies, but gospel topic discussions mm-hmm. and then they do kind of some fun things and, and and they were regularly putting them out and it literally you walked in on a wednesday afternoon and you didn't you couldn't go into the gym and mess with their stuff because they had it all set up for their little show they were doing <laughs> yeah meanwhile the teenage kids are like ah we wanted to play basketball well they wouldn't let you too. in so it yeah. worked out okay because yeah. it was during covid yeah so. yeah that's what i was wondering i was like how the missionaries get to hang out in the church that's actually where they spent most of their day during covid instead of spending time in their apartment our elders anyway went to the church and they spent like all day at the church wow, <laughs> working wow. on content because they had wi-fi there right so oh they right working right on content doing everything so yeah they spent it was spent a lot of time just at the church now now where did you serve your mission australia now would you would you trade your some of your time in australia to do something like the covid missionaries you know yes of yeah. course i would i mean i love this kind of stuff so if if someone would have come to me on my mission and said okay here's what we want you to do we want you to make, make a bunch of video content mm-hmm. and it can be silly it can be spiritual we want all of that i would totally like yes in fact on my mission i was called to like put together these firesides and we did them all over the mission and i was like i could just do this the rest of the time you know yeah so. yeah, yeah i i remember i remember very little uh, as we're coming up on 20 years since I returned home, which blows my mind. I, that realization came to me the other day. 
but uh, 20 years coming home, uh, I remember few things anymore. I remember lots of people. Specifically, I remember most of the people that joined the church and further, you know, those that were really close to joining the church. I also remember like knocking a lot of doors, like a bajillion doors, like people didn't want to work with me because if we couldn't make an appointment, I was like, we got 10 minutes, let's go here kind (laughs) of doors. I was that guy. But then I also remember like when we, when it came to like zone conferences or mission conferences, that was my jam. I was like, we're going to write a three act stage play (laughs) and we're going to have the ghost of mission past and the ghost of mission present and future. We'll do parody songs and we'll do. By the way, I have to correct you on that. The Dickens, Dickens fan in me, you don't call it ghost of the Christmas future. What is it? Ghost of Christmas yet to come. Oh, see, I knew that you're you're obviously referencing the last articles of news. I did. Yep. Yep. The last article last week and you and Kyle and I was like. No, it's yet to come. I'm sorry. But I'm but in the Mickey version, isn't it the ghost of Christmas future? I don't recall. Maybe it is yet to <laughs> in come. In the Muppets version, it is the yet to come. And there, well, well, I read this okay. cool article this last year about how the most accurate movie version, getting as close to the Dickens novel, is the Muppet. <laughs> this of guy cor- had these. Of course it is. And I mean, he actually had some really strong points to it. It was just fun read. But anyway. Uh, which which brings me, since we're just going to kind of randomly touch on all sorts of topics, if you didn't see the Muppets on Saturday Night Live last week, that was particularly fun. They did. They did uh, not. Uh, uh, what are the? Uh, I want to say Stat- Statler and Waldorf are those oh, the yeah. two old guys. Uh-huh. They, yep. they 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 uh, they're on, and it's uh, it's also. Um, Keegan Michael Elon Musk. No, no, this is no, Ke- no. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael right. Key is in a sketch with him, and uh, it's it's sort of funny. That uh, the idea of it is kind of funny. Uh, there's one point where everyone just sort of loses it. The internet would have me to think that oh my gosh, this was the funniest thing that ever has been created, and that's not the case. But it, it it's worth a watch, especially if you like the. I'll have to go pay attention. And you know what? Accurate. It's the most accurate uh, Keegan Michael Kill sketch yeah, ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. According to Dickens, as Dickens would According say. According to Dickens. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything that I should share. Oh, I'll share this with you. So when last we talked with Articles of News, I talked about getting my uh, COVID shot, mm-hmm. my first one, getting vaccinated, uh, not actually getting injected with COVID <laughs> to, to get the disease. <laughs> I planned to be out down and out for the weekend just you know done nothing not at all no effects no effects i took a nap on the afternoon that i got the shot i sort of laid down and took a nap for a hot minute i was like ah i'm just kind of tired i'll kind of lay down. my first shot knocked me out which is weird everyone always says it's the second my first shot knocked me out for like 36 hours my second shot eh, maybe two hours i felt kind of weird yeah I didn't, I didn't even feel weird, but I had such anxiety, so much anxiety about, about getting, getting it. it because I didn't want to feel bad. And then once I had it, waiting to feel bad and then waking up from my nap and saying, oh, do well, I feel bad? You're such a guy who has to be doing things all the time. You right. don't like to have things to be derailed. I yeah. want to do this and this and this. Yes. And, and you yes. have seven other things that you can't do that you wish you could do because of the five things you are doing right yep. now, right? Yep. Yep. And so- yep. 
So it's good that you, maybe you need to take a break from time. To yeah, time. yeah. But I didn't even get my Sunday nap because I was so anxious that I was gonna <laughs> feel worse. That when I laid down to try and take my Sunday nap, I couldn't do it. And then you know, and then you have weeks like this where it's multiple wedding week, and you just kind of go, "All right, well, I got to find time to sit down with Mr. Mayor and talk about all the articles of news because people need to know we can't have it be multiple weeks until we do another articles of news again." So there you go. So here we are doing the articles of news. Let's take a break and come back and do those actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical hi skeptical i remember 22 years ago when we started pc laptops and our lifetime service guarantee people thought it was too good to be true well you know after a decade people started believing me a little bit but you know it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry you can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, Skeptical. Here in the second half of Articles of News, this is the time and the place where we do actual Articles of News. I'm going to ask you very kindly to please hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Mr. Mayor himself will take... The first news story. So if everyone, it's been Ramadan for our Muslim friends. And uh, the, there's a new video by Elder Anthony D. Perkins, president of the Middle, Middle East, North Africa area of the church. And um, I thought this was great because he, he spends, he says, he, he expresses his gratitude for our Muslim friends um, and, and especially during their devotion of, Ramadan this year. He says, it is truly an honor to send our greetings and best wishes as you mark Ed El, I'm going to say this wrong, sorry, Muslim friends, Ed El Fatir, the end of the fasting of Ramadan. So that, you know, and he has this long, long, long talk about um, bridging the, this gap and honoring those and, 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 and really their example of devotion as they go through, through that. And it's something we can all look to. And I, I like this because I have a dear friend of one of my best friends. He's he's Muslim, and so every year when he's on Ramadan, I used to tease him, and he dealt with it really just fine. Because I'm like, oh, this is a long, long time, you know, to to do this. Because it's because it's a month. It's a month long, right? It's a month, right? Yeah. They do it sun up to sundown. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, they they have a, a nice big feast, 
but from the moment the sun comes up to the moment the sun goes down, they don't eat anything and they're supposed to spend the day in prayer and all. And so I, I realized I was being distracting to him by just, you know, a little poking and teasing and stuff. And I thought, what if on fast Sunday, would I like him walking in <laughs> on right. Sunday and going, Hey, do you want a piece of ham? You know, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. well, ham is not a good example. Yeah, since not, it's a horrible not example. To, not, to, not to, but you know, you want to, you want some food? That's the, Anyway, but I thought this was a great way to reach out to those who are also devoted. And sometimes I think we see the differences, and it's nice to see that there are people who are devoted to God just like we are. It's interesting. I know you to be a pretty nice guy, right? I think that you genuinely care about people quite a bit. And, you know, even in the sort of joking that that we just had there, like— you know, I think that there are some people that are like, wow, you know, why would you ever tease someone of a different faith, of a different faith tradition? And I think back about like what I did when I was younger. And, and I think I'm a very kind person. I think that, you know, I genuinely want what's best for people. And hopefully along the way, people would say, oh, yeah, you know what? He would, he would, you know, the, the old adage is that I'd take a bullet for you. Yeah, but, but I recognize, like in my younger self, I did some really dumb, insensitive things, <laughs> just like horrible. That when I think back on it, I'm like, I can't believe I said that, did that, thought that. I didn't know any better, but I've spent a, a more than a couple minutes in the last month or so really thinking about like. I, I guess the lesson is I learned better, so I did better, and I didn't know any better back then. But man, just some real jerky things. Yeah, and that's exactly how this is. And 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 we're really close friends, and he's never complained about it. It's kind of like some of the things we've done to my mom. My family and I love to like tease each other. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's part of what we, what we do. Well, turns out my mom doesn't love it, and <laughs> and I had no idea until some little comments. I just just little things she would say. And I just like would hear them in a different light as I got older. And I'd be like, yeah, she doesn't like this. And she doesn't like, like us making fun of each other. And she doesn't like making, and I'm like, Oh, and, and so you just learned to, and it's okay to like be compassionate and change something that you think is a lot of fun is not, it may not be a lot of fun for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then other people will listen to that and be like, oh, come on, it's jokes. What are we going to take everything too serious? And and quite frankly, I don't know where you where you draw the line, right? You don't ever want to be it's all in your relationships. Yeah. Develop relationships and that relationship will tell you exactly how you should be interacting with them. Yeah. You mean it's different for every relationship I'm in? It absolutely is. It's nuanced, it's hard, and it's not easy. And I think the people who tell you Here's the way you do it always. I think that's 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 wrong because you're you're, you're going to do it wrong when you cut draw those lines. You're going to do it wrong for some people, and you're going to do it right for others. So. Yeah, I I'm not a, fran- a fan of always thinking, but I never. That's the kind of thinking I like. You have your always people and your never people, and I'm a I'm a never. <laughs> teasing uh i'm a sometimes people sure sure you're a gray area guy i get it i get it a nuanced uh actually pay attention to the per- if you use a situation. big word like nuanced uh-huh. it makes it so gray area and wishy-washy doesn't sound so bad <laughs> good point good point uh i thought that this was just worth a note it's kind of interesting the interreligious council of ethiopia's secretary general 
which sounds like a lot of titles, right? But the head of the Interreligious Council of Ethiopia recently visited the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints headquarters in Salt Lake, uh, there to learn more about the global faith and build bridges of friendship and uh, and be able to, you know, kind of share some of the various points of view from interfaith partners. There's a cool video, link at theculturalhall.com in association uh, with this episode, but with the church just expanding like crazy uh, on the continent of Africa, it's cool to see that uh, that people would make the uh, the journey here to uh, the United States, first of all, and then Salt Lake City secondarily to be able to learn more about the church. They learned about the Bishop's um, Central Storehouse, how we vo- do volunteer work. And this particular gentleman said, I have seen the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints helping throughout the world. When asked for bread, they feed the hungry. We've learned many things from the church, and I would like to encourage them to continue helping those in need. So I thought that was kind of co- kind of cool, uh, and and kind of along that same line, um, as COVID nineteen storms across India, killing. I'm not sure mm. if you've been following this at all. Upwards of four thousand people per day. The Indian Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is funding vaccinations and supplying millions of dollars worth of food and medical supplies through partner charities. It's just I've seen in some of the news watching I've been watching um, just devastating. I saw some interesting statistics like in the in in the United States and in the, you know, um, first world, I guess, I guess, you know, you would call it, I don't know. The vaccination rate is like anywhere from 50 to 75%, depending on where, where it is and everything else. And the discrepancy to like those in the third world, it's like 0.3%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's like, wow, that's a huge Delta. The, The article continues to say it is heartbreaking to see so many people and families suffering from COVID uh, Elder John Gutty, who is the India Area 70 for the church, says we're grateful for the opportunity to help provide some relief to the many who are suffering and to ease the pressure experienced by frontline medical workers. So they've donated $4.15 million to partner mm-hmm. organizations that work throughout India. Um, the church partners will use the money to buy locally and distribute thousands of medical supplies, including ventilators, oxygen concentrators, hospital beds, as well as food packets and personal protective equipment. The church was also the largest private sector donor to COVAX, uh, which is a charity that helps vaccinations when they donated $20 million back in February. And we talked about that uh, here in the cultural hall. Um, that campaign is helping to provide 2 billion COVID-19 vaccines in 2021 to people in low and middle income countries, including India. So you might have, I always think, think about this. It's like, you might have questions and belief or wondering what, why the church does this and that and whatever, but this is something that you never, you always know when you're a member of the church that, that we're getting right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love that part of that. Yeah, we are getting this right. Yeah. And there's always going to be more need. And as you see, like the crematoriums in India are overrun, the grave sites, all of these things. It's just it's just horrible. You can actually, as I understand it, and I'll leave a link for this in the cultural halls uh, notes, according to this episode. But there is a way that you can donate to um, world relief 
on your donations. If you pay online or if you pay within the church, you can sort of market to be able to help. Um, oh, that's good to know. A, a, a relief across the country, especially from COVID, but from from all types of things. Uh, what else do you have? So back to Utah, um, <coughs> UVCC recently had their graduation uh, ceremony. Excuse me, it is Utah Valley University, <laughs> UVU, Mr. I Mayor. I know. This is, this, I, I, it's a relic from my youth. I can't stop. It's like some, t- it took me forever to stop calling it Weber State College, by the sure. way. But it's a Weber State University, I'll have I you know, know. And I went there, even though I didn't graduate because I didn't ever go to class. <laughs> I went there. <laughs> well, class is so hard and it's so early some days. It's so yeah, hard. You know, sure. that 11 o'clock class yeah, no, it's, that it's I always missed brutal. was really hard to get up for. Brutal. Real <laughs> brutal. Really bad. Anyway, so there was tensions rose because the, the Wendy Watson Nelson, the wife of the president of the church, uh, wife of the prophet, was asked to speak and many... LGBTQ plus community members felt like that some of her past remarks were not, we did not provide a safe place and they were worried about their, her rhetoric. And um, I'm sure they still are not happy that she spoke, but the, the university did, you know, back and support her. And she had a wonderful message about things like, you know, we, when we, we don't always agree with people's other people's ideas, but we, need to open our ears and hearts and ideas and that's a direct quote when love enters in and she she her spent most of her talk talking about loving others and 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 that so hopefully that helped that the rhetoric at least change a little bit maybe maybe both sides could talk a little bit that's what i'm hoping is that you don't just have the protest you don't have to just have the thing maybe there's a, a, a time for dialogue about what this is i i wonder uh with in Utah schools, and I don't want to be too Utah focused because I know people listen from all over. We're very big in Norway. I saw I saw statistics today. Very big in Norway, uh, but I, you know, I wonder if like church re- leaders or anything to do with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Like, I wonder if it's best suited that those individuals speak at like Ensign College, which is what used to be LDS Business College and BYU-Idaho and BYU-Pathway and also BYU-Provo. Like, I wonder if it's best suited that those individuals stay there because for some people, maybe it feels like a mix of uh, of church and state or like that uh, the university or the college is pushing um, one religious, you know, belief or tradition more than others, even though by far the denomination that outweighs any of the other students is going to be in the state of Utah, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, I just wonder, you know, would like Temple University or would like University of Southern California, would they be seeking out individuals like Wendy Watson Nelson? And if not, is maybe that the consideration of why she shouldn't speak at Utah Valley University? Which is not to say her message wasn't great, which was not to say that her message wasn't uniting, but like it 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 maybe just matters in a different way at state schools as opposed to religious schools. Who else they they invite, right? Like if 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 she's if they're always inviting 
you know, LDS people, that probably needs, you know, LDS leaders, mm -hmm. then that probably needs to be BYU and Zion. But if it's like, hey, you know, this year we, I mean, because UVU has a, a strong uh, track record of inviting very diverse people hmm. to speak in general. And I don't know about graduations, but to speak in general, I, I remember when they had Michael Moore and uh, Roseanne Barr speak sure. together and it caused a big thing. And they have a track record of very diverse people. And I think that's probably where they're leaning into. If you have a track record of d diversity, I think no problem, right? If, if you want to be more focused though on the LDS community, if this was something like, hey, it's Wendy Watson Nelson, then next year it's her prophet, and then maybe it's Elder Ballard, and then maybe Sister Bednar, or, you know, if that's the case, then that's probably BYU and Zion and everything else, right? So I'm trying to see. So last year it was Gail Miller, who, uh, for people who Larry don't H. know, Miller's Larry wife. H. Miller's wife, uh, widow, I guess, right? Widow. Um, yeah. Although she's remarried. She's a member of the church, though, as well. So the 78th uh, commencement is the Five Browns, uh, the pianists. Um, they spoke and also performed at uh, the commencement. So those folks are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At least yeah, most of them are, or they were at some point. I wonder, uh, you know, the further that we went back in this, and I'm not going to right now, um, but the further that we went back in this, if we would just find, you know, that that I wonder most if, if not all. I wonder if they're looking at people who are uh, maybe apply to the community of Utah Valley. Maybe not directly members of the community, but like are important to the community. Maybe that's how they look at. It. I don't know. I don't know what their perspective is on that. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I'm also of the mind that hey, you know what? If they have a great message, something that inspires people to go further, all of the things. All right, okay, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Well, my wife's well, now. I, I wasn't there, but my wife says she had the worst commencement speaker ever, and I don't know who it was, but whoever it was got up in front of everyone and said, "Everything you've learned for the last four years is not going to be worth anything at all the moment you leave this college," and and literally, literally didn't give any kind of like hope for it ever changing. <laughs> that was the that was uh, that was my wife's. Uh, commencement speech apparently <laughs> uh, and i don't remember who mine was uh so I, I had uh i graduated from western governor university who do we have mike levitt actually spoke mine mine apparently was renee west as huh. i as i look this up on the internet and i went to southern utah university uh renee west was with an organization that was called Prim Valley Resorts, which I'm guessing is something out of Nevada. But the year before mine was Michael Levitt. The year after mine was Stephen R. Covey. So I don't know. I so don't you know. Got, yeah, you, you, got, you could have had something cool, but you got Renee. No, actually, I don't know Renee West. I'm the year just, after that was Mario Capecchi, uh, Dr. Mario Capecchi. There's a street named after him up by the University of Utah. He's a 2007 Nobel laureate. Uh, 2009 was President Monson. 2010 was United States Senator Bob Bennett, Clayton Christensen from the Harvard Business School the year after that, Rabbi Shmuley Botich was the year after that, Ann Romney, Mitt Romney's wife, Reverend France Davis. Yeah, okay. I see what happened. I see what happened the year I graduated. No shade on, what's her name again? No Renee shade West. on Renee West again, but. I'll tell you though, this is the time of year for great YouTube videos of yeah. everyone's. <laughs> 
and they're often funny and inspirational but i mean some of my favorites are like mr rogers sure his you know but jim carrey does kind of a cool one conan o'brien from a few years ago i mean this is the time of year to get on youtube and look at cool commencement addresses because they're always hitting the internet about right now in the next month or so a uh, couple quick stories real quick. Uh, I'm glad I redundantly said that redundantly. Uh, the the uh, Mahogany Drive Congregation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm thinking that this is in Nevada because it's uh, also near the Carson Valley, though I don't know that. It's from the Record Courier, which does not have on its flag... Uh, you know, flag had, like, where this place is. Um, they donated... Four gallons of blood, the LDS congregation. That's what the headline says. And I was like, that's that's weird. That's a weird way to reference that. Uh, four gallons, by the way, that means 32 people gave a pint of blood. So good wow. for them. Uh, in Utah, there's a program called Farmers Feeding Utah. And I share this because this is something that could be adapted no matter where uh, anyone's listening and they're having the opportunity to do this in the community. It's essentially, you know how you plant a garden? Do you garden, Andrew, down in Texas? Uh, no, I haven't. No, not in Texas. Yeah. In Utah, I did a little. But you know how you get sort of everything that comes on at the same time and you can't possibly eat it all? Yeah. That's the zucchini Yes. Do zucchini to your neighbors yes. in Utah. Yep. Yes. So Farmers Feeding Utah is essentially that. It's the feeding zucchinis to your neighbors, but in an organized fashion. And Instead they, of just showing up and going, yeah. here's a box of zucchinis. Yeah. I hope you like it. Or leaving it on the porch and saying, anybody come and get it, whatever you want. Uh, it is an organization that uh, the LDS Church has donated some money to. And so now they're going to be able to make it val- available to lots of um, lesser fortunate folks in the state of Utah to not only be able to get food, but be able to get fresh produce come the fall time what do you have uh mr mayor so okay for uh, a brandon bear he's a latter-day saint up in idaho uh-huh. and a former and N- nfl player that's enough of a, a bunch of titles You're right but what about the title of hero um he was uh he witnessed a collision of a train and a semi-truck Call 911 and, and all all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And as he got up to it, he's trying to get, get there to help out. He heard someone calling from inside the cab of Jeez. the semi-truck. Can you imagine? He dove into the and took him out and um, pulled him out of the flames just. And then it says he, he recalls hearing a couple of loud booms and explosives shortly afterwards. And all I can imagine is one of those scenes in movies when like Wolverine or someone is like walking away from the explosion or Iron Man. That's a good one where he like yeah. sends the missile over and he turns around and walks away and it just explodes behind him. That's I can totally see Brandon Baird, that would have been the scene if someone had videoed him as he's pulling this um, cab driver out. And he's a true hero, and I, I just want to call that out. That, that's a really cool thing. Beats any of his NFL career. <laughs> uh, uh, although doesn't pay as well as his NFL probably career. Doesn't. No. Probably doesn't. No, paid in blessings. Uh, He'll yep. be blessed for ever yeah i can't imagine i I like to think that i would be the guy that runs into the fire and says you know i hear a voice and i'd help out i think that i would be but man i don't know like the flame i think back on like big emergency scenarios and i think i'm like 
50-50 for courageous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that I have major, you know, like something big's going on. And, and it's not because I'm not courageous. Usually I'm like, I don't know what to do. I have like my mind goes blank. And other mm-hmm. times I know exactly what to do and I jump, jump in. But The only I time know. I can remember being in a serious uh, situation like that was I was actually in a church. I was in a chapel and there was an older person who it's, you know, the sacrament's been done. It's into the first speaker. He's sitting there and he falls over to the ground and like, you know, convulses a little bit. And all I could remember was, you know, like in the in the Boy Scout videos or like what you watch back in high school, where if you say someone called 911, nobody yeah. calls because it's all you're just sort of circled around and it's very, you know, we're panicky or whatever. I remember looking at someone and pointing at them because I remembered that little bit of training, which was you call 911 <laughs> and they got their phone and called. That's the only like heroic kind of thing I think that I've ever done. And I don't even yeah. think that's heroic at all. Well, it probably could have. I mean, the difference could be minutes, right? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So getting it quick and just, I mean, I don't know how I would be. I think, you no, know, after hearing this, all my friends are like, I don't know if I want to be with him in an emergency because about half the time he's going to be good. And the other half he's going to not know what to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Um, what what did you do last time? People start hedging their bets. Were you heroic last time, Andrew? Or uh... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought this was kind of uh, neither heroic nor miraculous, but cool to read about. Uh, Members of the Afton Historical Association took advantage of the COVID pandemic to make some much needed upgrades and improvements on the Afton Museum, which opens, by the way, if you're near Afton uh, this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, A lot of places uh, I know, says Kathy Uemwe, I think is how you say that. Uh, A lot of places I know don't even have an actual dedicated museum. We're fortunate that we have this house and that we own it. It was donated to us so we don't have to pay rent on it at all. The downstairs features exhibits on the town's many doctors, dentists, and druggists, many of whom are featured in the Historical Society's 2021 calendar. Uh, The upstairs room of the house now contains the war room filled with artifacts dating back to the country's earliest conflicts. The Historical Association is seeking donations and contributions from local veterans uh, to be able to display things from like the Iraq or Afghanistan wars. Uh, Historical Association members have long been friendly with several local members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who maintain and oversee the Josiah Stoll home about three miles south of the village. The Stoll home is one of many stops on an annual upstate pilgrimage for Mormons interested in tracing the steps of the church's founder, Joseph Smith. So that instantly tells me that it's not Afton, Wyoming. I don't know where this is. Got to be Afton, New York. York? It's got to be New York. Uh, Afton, New York. So people can stop in and see that they're friendly uh, with the uh, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Born in Vermont, 1805, Joseph Smith moved with his family to western New York. Uh, we all have all these people coming through on the bus every year, ready to see the Mormon house. This is a ready-made opportunity, and we needed to be ready. Well, without the pageant there, there's... You know, you have uh, have to have other op- things to see. Uh, yeah. the, since the Hilkamora pageant is no longer, you got to go to Afton now. Yeah, you can visit the AftonHistoricalMuseum.com for more information. 
I have one that I don't want to do. Okay. But I'm going to do it. Okay. It's, 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 it's Salt Lake. It's Utah more news and okay. it's religious, but it's not necessarily LDS, but I thought it should be talked about. Okay. In a Jewish synagogue in Utah was defaced with a swastika symbol. Oh, come on now. And, and I'm like, I just can't believe this still happens except yeah. for I can believe it. I yeah. just, I just wish that that wasn't the case. And it was, and it, it was obviously very deliberate is what they're saying. Um, I like the way that the rabbi responded. He says, we will not cower in fear, nor should he. I just wish, uh, I just wish people wouldn't even think, I don't know if they're trying to be a joke, but it's not a political statement. It's not anywhere kind of funny, but I doubt it is a joke. I, mm. uh, my personal opinion is this was a real hateful thing to do on, uh, you know, uh, someone else's property that is trying to do the best for the, their own community. Right. So. Right. And, and further than all that, think no further than like when people burn down churches. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that the person that did that was a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. I would hope that it wouldn't be obviously. No, but, nor am I saying that, but I'm yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what motivates a person to say, hey, way that someone worships, I am not only not okay with that, but one step further, I am going to destroy your property, whether it you know be spray paint or fire or you know smashing things or fire hydrant things. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Like I, I, I just don't understand why that would ever be the solution that you're like, yeah, naturally, that's the thing I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go just, ahead and I lean think, into this. I think it's interesting. You look at the, you know, look at the story of, of Jesus Christ in the new Testament. He, he, li he's living with amongst uh, the, in the Jewish, he grew up Jewish. He's, he is Jewish and he lives amongst the Romans, right? It sounded I, for I, a second, just so you said, like it said, he's living with the monks. So I just want to make sure and clarify. The I was Romans. Like, I don't, I don't he's think, living with I don't the think that he lived with the monks. monks no, I don't think so. Monks. Okay, all right, no, good. Roman. All right. Let me speak, yes. I guess, la, 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 la. Gotta <laughs> speak clear. The Romans, you know, and they're pagan, right? Compared to what, they, you know, that's their belief system. You don't hear Jesus Christ running around yelling about the pagans, and the only thing you see when he gets a little ranty near the end, right before he's crucified, um, is about the temple. Yeah. And he and it's about people within his own religion who are maybe desecrating or taking it not seriously, right? That's what he spends his time. So he there is a precedent in scripture for someone going out, but it, it not to another religion. Look at yourself. Yeah. And I think that's that's what we should all do is you know what? If you think you're so good. Maybe you should have been translated and you would have, because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not. Yeah. And one step further, I always say, and P.S., be a better person, period. Right. Good job. I've got two more. Uh, they're sort of related. Um, well, I guess technically three more. Let me do this first. Uh, the groundbreaking for the Deseret Peak Utah Temple has now occurred. They brought in dirt. They put nice rocks around it. They took gold shovels and they flipped dirt Is over. Is it really groundbreaking if they bring the dirt in and uh, don't break I, the ground? I think, I, think, just... I think it's symbolic more than anything because it really <laughs> oh, is. Okay. Like you can see the pictures where it is literally 
they have uh, like a, a line of the dirt, the topsoil, the very loose topsoil like which they have brought mulch. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a bunch of bark. And, mulch. Pe- and people take it and they turn it over and then they go, huzzah, and it's dedicated and it's very sweet. And I love that we're going to have a temple uh, in Tooele and it's going to be called the Deseret Peaks Temple. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all 27 temples. But why we call it a groundbreaking to your point, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't think it has a church thing to it. Groundbreaking in general is just weird to me. I'm like, well, I guess we're like, I'm like, why can't you just go start working? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, and we talked about this in the last articles of news, but I feel it to share this. And I think it's just going to be, you know, the Steve Young of now 30 years later that Zach Wilson will be mentioned a lot in the cultural hall and specifically in the articles of news. Um, There was a tweet from previous guest of the cultural hall, McKay Coppins, uh, who after the NFL draft said on the bright side, Zach Wilson is about to become by far the most eligible bachelor in the New York city's Mormon single scene. Uh, And then this whole article about the fact that, uh, that uh, Zach Wilson um, will be living in New York. He, of course, was drafted number two in the NFL draft. And uh, he has a girlfriend, Zach Wilson, has a girlfriend. She's still in her teens. Uh, I think she's 19. She traveled out to the NFL draft with Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know what her plans are as far as moving goes. Uh, I can't imagine what that would be like. I would imagine, uh, though true to form, that in the opportunity that Zach has to go to church, he would go to a singles ward, as I understand it, uh, being a BYU graduate. He is an active uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. have a choice. Maybe he depends on where his stats with his girl girlfriend is. Maybe he's like, I'll go to the normal ward. Yeah, but, of- would, but would you go to—it's an interesting thing. Uh, like what you consider single and what you consider like partnered if you're not married. You know, uh, I once I was divorced, I went one time to a singles ward and, ward and then decided that I would go to uh, a family ward because that would be that was where I found my happiness. But like, um, you know, I talked recently with Brother Kyle, who he's been with his significant other for many years. They would never think of going on a date with someone else, but they're not married. And when he was asked, he said, I'm single. So I guess it depends on how you define your singleness singularity yeah after my my first marriage was over i would but i was younger but i went to uh i i went to my home ward um i went with my parents for like a week or two and then i went to the singles ward i'm glad i did Mm -hmm. where i met my wife so so before you uh before you married your wife you did the two of you continue to to attend the singles ward yes yeah so i mean same same kind of thing right yep ish yep uh, but also, in addition to Zach Wilson being the uh, quarterback for the New York Jets, I think we're going to hear uh, just more and more about his mom. Uh, yeah. she, I think that's all. I actually heard more about his mom than I have about Zach Wilson. She, as we mentioned before, the Internet sort of lost its collective mind because she is an attractive uh, person. Her name is Lisa uh, for all intents and purposes, as I understand it, she's also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, she, in this last week or so, decided to call the people at Disney World a bunch of mask holes, always up in our business. 
telling us to uh, put our masks on. She was apparently there for only four hours or so before she, she live in Utah Valley. Is that where she she is from uh, Draper, which is the south okay. end, the southeast end of the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, another another Instagram post of hers uh, where she says that Snapchat is for whores. Uh, and it's an interesting thing because Zach Wilson has stopped following his mom on Instagram. <laughs> it's like, okay, mom, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and really, so he was asked, uh, he, he was asked about his mom, uh, on a radio show, Carton and Roberts, which I think is like the New York city sports radio show. And, um, one of them said, you know, your mom has become the lead story. Uh, and I'm just wondering how awkward that is for you. You know, you just got picked second overall and here she is being the focus of this whole thing. And he says, yeah, it's not my favorite for sure. I like to keep her out of the spotlight. She's an awesome lady and I love having her support. And you can just tell that he's, he's just sort of over oh, it, no. over <laughs> it. Just, and, and, and it's interesting because you think about how like young people get sort of impressionable and, and the, as they come into the media, right. And what are they going to do and how do they handle it and everything like that. But a very, very real, uh, counter component of that whole thing is how will family deal with it? Because mm, the person yeah. themselves might be just fine with it, but, but then family can't handle it respectively. A month ago, she would have, she could have posted that same thing on there and, her family would have got on there and said, oh, yeah, that's terrible. And that's pretty much as far as that would go on Instagram, right? Now mm -hmm. she posts it and her son's the second draft pick in the NFL and going to the new. And now people are, are, are scouring her Instagram for whatever crazy thing she may or may not, you know. Yep. And I just think. I say a lot of dumb, crazy things on my Facebook page. Hopefully I never become famous because yeah. I, I don't want people going back. Yeah. I, I make a lot of jokes and I'm sure I'm insensitive from time to time. And I don't sure. mean to be. Well, I your wife tells to... me, yes, you are. And if you wouldn't yeah. mind being just a stop little it. bit more. <laughs> and if you wouldn't mind, stop it. Uh, I don't even think you, my wife and you have ever talked. Have I <laughs> have talked to your wife before. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, that's true. Much. On the phone. Yes. Briefly. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, you're Thank right. you. That I happened. said hello, that. and she said hi. She also that. said, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that you will go, go home and say, I can never get this. It's my favorite part of having you on the episode <laughs> is listening to you just massacre it at the I end. I totally practiced before, sure, the, sure. End, the, before the beginning. Sure. Too. That if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, <laughs> that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And, I'll just put my head in shame and, to just finish it out. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime... The back row! Oh, no, not yeah. yet. Come on, come on, <clears throat> come on here. In the meantime, BigMikesProducts.com, Brother Brent, and also Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural the Hall. The Cultural Hall. The Cultural Hall. The Cultural Hall. The Cultural Hall. He got that. He knows what I'm show never, he's on. I've, I've only done it good one time. And, and that's even, because I put it in front of me. <laughs> and I literally had it up here. And I read. And I still kind of screwed it up. But I got it. The cultural hall. Say it. The cultural hall. Here we go. We're going to say it together. The, the, cult, the cultural the, the, hall. Hall. <laughs>
Show.